When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode, you're not unlovable, you're just from Florida. The mystery of the disappearing family. And LB likes to watch. Wholesome holiday hits. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. My name is Lori Beth Denberg, and welcome to the Bad Advice Podcast. With me, as always, is Clark Crozer. Hello. Hello, Clark. How How are you? I'm fucking exhausted. (laughs) Sure. And we will get into why in a moment. (laughs) But I will say that, you know, we are always recording a little after events. Yeah, yeah, we we tended to record some of our episodes a little earlier than uh, we put them out, you know. Yes. We try and stay current. We always want to stay current yes. and topical. And make the questions fit, the right. time frame. But in real life, I've just gotten back from my Thanksgiving vacation. Yeah. So it's been a while since you've had Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I'm going to bring it all back. <laughs> Clark, how was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> My Thanksgiving was really good. Um, you know, a little boring, but I, I kind of like it boring. Yes. I don't like to do a lot of stuff. My family likes going to a restaurant, so mm-hmm. there's no cooking. There's no cleaning. Oh, really? Yeah, we just go to a restaurant, eat, pay, and go home. Was it Subway turkey sandwiches? <laughs> no. It was actually um, a, a fairly nice uh, uh, Italian place that we like going oh. to in the abandoned mall by us. Perfect. But... um. You know, it wasn't that great. We've gone there a couple of years, <gasps> hmm. and this year, food was a little cold. Didn't give us a lot of it. Usually, it's one of those places where, you know, it's a set menu, so they just keep bringing out food yeah. and bringing out food. And I don't know. It just didn't feel as good this year. I think COVID hit a lot of stuff. Yeah. I've been to a few places where it's like, they used to give you more food. Yeah. And it's like, we used to not have 18 months where no one could come out of their house. <laughs> exactly. So, well, I am exhausted, as you know, yeah. because I went out of town, almost as far out of town as possible, still staying American. Yeah, it's true. I uh, went to go visit a good friend of mine and she, her family invited me for Thanksgiving. Nice. So I went to Vermont. Ooh, Vermont. And then... We all went up to Boston nice. to stay at an Airbnb and just do Thanksgiving there because it was kind of special. So an East Coast Thanksgiving. It was an East Coast Thanksgiving. How cool. But it was it was just so much fun. Huh. 
Um, I have to say, if you're going to go to Vermont, stay at Matt's house. Oh, okay. That's a good recommendation. You, I will not give you his last name or even the town he lives in. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I don't want anyone else sleeping at my fucking place. <laughs> I, this, this dude had never met me. And it's a friend of my friend who invited me. Wow. And opened his home to me, which was wow. gorgeous. And of course, everything on the East Coast has like history. They're like, right. it was built in 1705. Right. He's like, this used to be a post office. What? His yeah. house? Yeah. No. And like the closest thing you get to that here is like a real estate company that clearly set up in an old IHOP. Yeah, exactly. So they still, they still have the like pointy the pointy roof. building. Yeah, exactly. But so that's the one thing. <laughs> you know, if you find a house built in 1920 here, you're like, oh my God. Yeah, that's a big deal. So out there, it's just, you know, old creaky stairs and history, history, history. So, wow. but he was the most gracious wonderful host. Oh, that's great. Really fun. And, and I was, didn't even know you. He didn't. Well, he didn't know me and it's been COVID. He's like, I haven't let anyone in my house. So I think it helps if you want to go stay with someone you've never met sure. in their wonderful house and have them be a wonderful host to you. Sure, sure, sure. You should be a 90s icon from children's television. Oh, that's good advice. That so is very excellent So if you haven't advice. done that, that's the route to take. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can't imagine him being like, sure, this stranger can come into my private space where I have everything like appointed beautifully. Right. And I'll make them. He was such a great cook. He still is. He's uh, not dead. Okay, good. But um, just made meals and was so wonderful. Nice. But I was like, yeah, I guess it helps to like have quote unquote known me since he was eight. Right. If you're a regular listener out there, you probably won't be able to get in. But if you're Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yes. It's all yours. Just head on over. JT squared. Make your way. <laughs> uh, so I did, you know, I did nothing in Vermont a lot oh. of the time. It was great. Oh. And it was, and it snowed. We've talked on this show about yeah. how snow is magical because we don't experience yeah. it and we haven't. And, yeah. um, so there was snow and it was gorgeous and wow. it was quiet and there was just like time to do nothing. This is so funny because this is the same friend that came over and spent time with you a couple of weeks ago. <gasps> yes. And you guys were doing the exact opposite here in LA. It was yes. just like nonstop. Things, 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 things. Yes, we did all the all the Los Angeles everything. Yeah, the California which there's a stuff. Lots, to, lots to do. Exactly. So this time we did not. And I just I got she came and picked me up every day. Wow. And we went to Montpelier and we went to different restaurants and we visited her friends and their kids. And mm. it was really, really nice. Did you and ever meet Bernie? I did not meet Bernie. Oh, damn. But he's ever present. <laughs> Actually, my friend has a tattoo of him. Actually, You're yeah, really, it's tasteful and fun. Oh man, that's but, awesome. Yeah, so some highlights. We did speak on this show about the Snowflake Museum. Snowflake yes. Bentley. How was that? We did go there. It was really cool. It was just this alcove in the Jericho Historical Society. Oh, uh, it didn't warrant its own building. No, it did no, but it's it was it was really cool. That's awesome. I'll show you the pictures, and it was just it's just awesome. Question. Yes. What is the size, roughly, 
of the biggest picture of a snowflake in the Snowflake Museum? Is there like one that's oh. really big? No, there's not like one that's like they turned into a chandelier. Yeah, that would be amazing. No, they're all quite small. Oh, okay. Because this is back in the day. It's not sure. like he had Photoshop. Right, right. You no. know, he. It's black. Are the the photos are black and white? Yeah, they're they're black and white, and they are just a lot of them are very small and kind of cut out of a picture like oh, the round is so cut there was a out bigger picture and they yeah but i assume that it's snowflake. all just black and then the snowflake so right. they, he cut around those and they're oh. all mounted and oh. so that was really cool That's awesome. that was my only request and right. we got to do it yeah we talked about it before you left um and then we went to boston for thanksgiving oh nice it was very interesting being there you know with being in someone else's family dynamic. Yeah, especially for Thanksgiving. Yeah, my friend is the only one I'd ever met. Wow. I met everyone else there. Okay. And I'm pretty, I mean, I make myself at home. Sure. And... You know, you're a cheerful enough person that most people just instantly kind of like you and exactly. are nice to you. I make it really hard to be a dick to yeah. me. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So true. it's like, it was very interesting because, of course, my thing is to like go in and fix things. And right. let's make, let's, I'm like, was like, how much conflict resolution should I facilitate here? But it just, you know, kind of sat back and, you know, let things play out. My friend um, Caroline is her name. Mm. She basically cooked everything for Thanksgiving dinner single handedly. Oh. And it was amazing. Wow. And then I got to do other stuff like. You know, I have some other friends that live in Massachusetts. Mm. So one day, the day after Thanksgiving, I went on my own to visit them. And mm. I took, this is such an L.A. thing. Oh, I no. feel like such a, such a yuck saying this. But <laughs> like living in L.A., I am terrified of public transportation. Oh. And not like, oh, undesirable. Right, right. Nothing like that. I'm as undesirable as it gets. <laughs> But just like there's no way I'm going to get on the right one. There's no way right, I'm going to make it. There's right. no way. I'm just terrified. And I did ask about 10 people for help Okay. along the way. And everyone gave me like one fifth of the information <laughs> I needed. Hey, so man. I eventually got to the building that okay. I was supposed to be in. Okay. I got there at 10 o'clock, uh, started my journey. Yeah. And then um, the train was supposed to take off at 1035. Mm. So I finally get to where this last gentleman took me to the lovely lady in the booth who sold me a ticket. Okay. But then she did not instruct me on anything. Oh, no. So then I I just kind of like go, oh, okay, well, it's it says three on my thing. And so I just look and there's a three and I, I walk uh -oh. in and I get on this train. Oh, no. And... <laughs> I uh, am sitting there. There is nobody. Oh, there is no. nobody on this train. And I'm sitting there for a good 15, 20 minutes. Oh, no. Just and sitting nobody's there. nobody's getting on the train? Zero people, zero employees. Oh, and the whole time no. I'm texting my friend that I'm going to see, I don't know if I'm on the right train. Either I am or this is a ghost train. What? And the entire train died 40 years ago. <laughs> and eventually this woman comes in and she's an employee and she kind of looks at me with like, she didn't say, what the fuck are you doing right. here? But her eyes kind of did. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> like, are you confused or a vagrant? Right. You only have two choices. Right. And I go like, is this the train to Rockport? And she's like, no. Oh, no. And so then I'm like, okay. So she explains to me how things work. I'm going to, I'm just going to tell this story. Yeah. I'll try to button it up. So then she explains to me, no, the next one's at 1130. And at 1125, they put up on the big board what track it's going to be on. Okay. That's the part I had no idea about. Gotcha. So then I go and I'm waiting for 1125. Now, meanwhile, I've been with this whole family all day. I've been with people for a week. So it was really nice to just have some time to put in my earbuds, right. watch Big Mouth on my picture in picture and right. play Candy Crush. Right. Get a and I'm salty. just like so happy. And my friend that I'm going to see is like, I'm so sorry. I should have picked you up. And I'm like, I am having the loveliest time. Nice. So at 1125, they start um, announcing things. But I have my earbuds in. I think I hear the train that I'm looking for. A bunch of people start walking. Oh, no. So I just go with them. Oh, no. And then I ask this family that's like right on the threshold yeah. of like the station to the tracks. Yeah, and I go, yeah, yeah. do you know if this goes to Rockport? And they go, oh, he would know. Like another guy there. And so he comes out with me and he's like, no, your train's not till 12.05. You got a half an hour. So oh, it was like, no. but again, I'm having the loveliest time. All right. I just feel like this was like half a dozen near-death experiences right. where I almost ended up in Canada. Right, but it's that it's that cartoon where it's the guy that's walking and yeah, the safe is dropping yep, behind him yep. and all this stuff, but he's having a pleasant time yes. reading his book. I was having a very nice time. My friend is losing his shit. Like, yeah. oh my God, I'm so, he keeps saying, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I'm, except for the fact that it was eating into my time with him. Right. Right. That was the only thing. Right. But I had left plenty of time and he's not that great. <laughs> but um, so finally, 10 minutes before the train, I get on the train. It's the right train. Now the only thing left is for me to miss the stop. Right. The exit. But I like full on, like, got the schedule up on my phone nice. and as we went past one stop i'm like okay that's the next one, that's <laughs> the next one. you're pulling out a knife and carving exactly. it into the wall one stop hashtags <laughs> no hash marks hash marks yeah. hash mark hashtag hash marks exactly <laughs> and so um i made it off the train so then it did take Two full hours for me to get on a train and oh go where I was going. God. But again, those were like lovely yeah, hours. Yeah, nice, calm, peaceful hours. But it's so, I mean, that's so Los Angeles of yeah, me. Yeah, And then every time I do go on public transport, I mean, these two hours notwithstanding, right. I'm always like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. You get to go everywhere for seven cents. Oh, I love subways. It's amazing. Subways are the Fucking yeah. best, man. I every, if there's a, a subway in that in a city that I'm visiting, I am using that subway. I am system. on that subway system. Yeah, I love subways. So the last, I'll say this and I'll move on. I know yeah. I've been talking for a while, but so I had a great time. Went back to Vermont after Boston on my last morning. Yeah, I went with um this new chickie that I met. Okay. Uh, part of the family. Sure. And she took me to the cat cafe. Oh, cat cafe. She took me. I posted some pictures of it, and just this little gray kitten uh, crawled up my body, uh, like laid down on my shoulder, purred and played. Oh my! I didn't god. even. I didn't even. You got like a half an hour oh, for your ticket. Oh my god! I didn't even pet any other cats because this wow. cat named Sprite just like loved you. Shows my shoulder. 
And that was it. Oh, that's And awesome. it was so snuggly and wonderful. It was just like, and it's like snowing out. It was just, it do was really gorgeous. Ca- cafes in LA? I bet they do. They probably do. My wife is so deadly allergic to cats. Like, really? If she's in a house that has a cat, you can, um, she immediately knows as soon as she walks in, her face starts puffing. Like it is, she is majorly allergic. So I can't ever see a Aww. cat. Thought of going in and seeing a cat in a cafe sounds so amazing. It was well. The cool thing is they get the cats in from shelters and then people right. adopt them out. Yeah, yeah. Or they adopt them out to, to people. The people that want them. The people, the cats adopt the people. Oh, right. Who rescued who? Clark. <laughs> anyway, I think I've been talking for about twenty minutes, yeah. and I'm worried now that my lack of train knowledge isn't that entertaining. <laughs> But it's just so, I mean, it's this myopic view of L.A. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That I'm terrified of public transportation. Aww. So, but I did it. You did. And I'm proud of you. I that did was good. it. Um, but uh, now I think what we should do is uh, answer a couple questions. Oh, okay. Let's answer a is couple questions. Is that why we're here? That's why we're here. So we'll, uh... Are they about trains? I have a lot of advice. <laughs> I don't think there's much train uh, advice needed in this uh, this episode, but We'll uh, keep that in mind for the next episode. Uh, We're going to start off today with uh, somebody named Jen. 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 And Jen says, I need some advice. Which is why she wrote us. My girlfriend is having a birthday shindig soon at some restaurant bar with a buttload of her friends. Obviously, I feel obligated to be there. But the problem is that I'm very shy and introverted and hate parties. I barely know any of her friends and I'm dreading having to go. I would rather drill screws into my toes than go to a big party where I barely know anybody. I've invited some of my friends to come, so I'll feel a little bit more comfortable, but they're all busy that day. Hmm. Any advice? Thanks. Jen from Riverside. Oh, Jen. I feel you. Right? I feel you. I've said many times on this show, I'd rather throw a party than go to a party. That's right. That's right. So you could take that route and say, well, let me just take care of things at the restaurant. Let me make sure, you know, the balloons are tied to the table. Sure. Let me make sure they know if, you know, if there's a cake coming out. What uh, what an uh, uh, awesome reason to get there early, too, right? You get get there there early, early, you get to leave a little early. You get up, yeah, before your girlfriend's like, have fun, girlfriend. (laughs) She's like, I haven't blown out the candle. Well, why don't you wish for me to like your friends more? Uh, but it's it's really tricky. And the worst thing anyone can ever say to you is just be yourself. Because uh, yeah. it's like, you know, just that's just the worst advice. Like, yeah, yeah myself is nervous to be here. Yeah, exactly. Myself is shy. So what the <laughs> fuck do you want from me? Myself wants to punch you in the face for telling me to be myself. But um, it, an interesting way to think about it is. I mean, I don't know how, if you're shy and kind of introverted, I don't know how well you know any of your girlfriend's friends already. Right. Yeah. I don't think she knows much. So that would be pretty interesting to find out. Well, you could also do a little sleuthing, Mm. you know, find out more about your girlfriend who I'm assuming you like and or love. Yeah. And ask for some other stories. Yeah. From, from other friends. About your girlfriend. Oh yeah. 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 How did you two meet? Right. Oh really? Unearthing some stuff. Maybe, maybe something blows up your relationship. Maybe you get a little blackmail information. Yeah. There you go. So there is that. I would also like to throw out there. 
in doing so, I love that idea of talking to friends and specifically pulling out info about the common friend. Um, but I would say try and stick to small groups, like one-on-one more than three or four on one, right? Well, you don't want to be in a big group of people if you don't like groups of people. But she said it's at a restaurant. Yeah. So that's the deal. You're not going to, you can only sit near so many people sure. at a restaurant. Sure, 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 sure. So sure. you have that opportunity to just ask someone next to you. Right. You know, what's what's the deal? And it's and part of that is what's really interesting is like, yes, you're shy, you're kind of afraid and uncomfortable. But if you ask a question of someone else, yeah. it's on them. Them. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that the odds of them saying it's none of your fucking business <laughs> and turning back to someone else they already know are slim. Yeah, probably. They're probably slim to none. But um, it's it, it, that is that is tough. But I like that it's at a restaurant. Yeah, that helps. I mean, assuming they're sitting around and it's not like cocktails and hors d'oeuvres right. and an open-ended circle around the room. Right. Like if I get somewhere, if I get anywhere, I just, re- all I want is to sit down. Yeah, absolutely. This is my goal in life. Absolutely. But, um, you know, there are going to be all these people there that, you know, love your girlfriend. Yeah. That have stories about her yeah. that could illuminate things about her that you don't know yet. So I would take that opportunity mm-hmm. um, just because it's kind of fun. And. Take a deep breath. Yeah. Yeah. And just ask the questions, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'm all, it might not work quite well enough, but it's like, cause you know, Clark, we've said before, it's like, all I want at a gathering is an activity. Right. Give me something to focus to, on. Yes. So you yes. always do have that fallback of like, this is the best salmon I've ever had, right. you know, or maybe uh, she should do a little uh, uh, research beforehand learn everything she can about the restaurant. Yeah. So that she could just start naming off. Did you know this restaurant was first built in 1947? It was taken over by some Italian family. (laughs) They changed the menu from Irish to Mexican. I'm telling you, everyone's going to love you if you're that guy. Yeah. But the other thing is, and this is what's interesting to me is when somebody like, and I was, I was afraid and shy which nobody would believe now, but you know, with that feeling, it's like, what are you afraid of? And it's like, what do you think the other people are expecting from you that you're not going to live live up up to? to. I would just focus on that. You're there with your girlfriend. It's her birthday. The people are there to celebrate her and that's your place in it. Yeah. You know, and to not have, to try, I know it's easy. Don't worry about it. Just be yourself. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think that there are these expectations. Like, right. unless this is just a table of mean girls, right? Or a table know. of like uh, uh, Harvard professors. I was that just wanna... gonna say physicists. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> uh, the chemical reaction in my Pellegrino <laughs> is, you know. So, and it's you know, and and hey, I mean, I wouldn't do this just because of my personal circumstances. But if it's your deal. Have a few drinks. Yeah, absolutely. Have a few drinks. And if that's not your deal, please don't. 
Don't write me back next week and go, I well, was 12 years sober, but I, <laughs> I finally one person takes my advice yeah, and it ruins exactly. their life. Oy, oy, oy. Hopefully that'll help. I hope. Ah, Have fun. Yeah, it'll be a party. So uh, enjoy the party. Um, next question we have is from James. James. And James says, Dear Lori Beth. This is very, very proper. formal. Yeah, right. Dear Lori Beth, this is a bit long winded, so I apologize in advance. It's really not. Okay. My cousin Christina and I had, until recently, been very close. So that so close that she used to refer to me as her brother. Over the last year and a half, Christina, her sister, and their father have completely ghosted my wife and I on three major life events. My wife and I eloped in 2020 in lieu of having a large wedding because of, you know, COVID, and they didn't show up even though Christina's husband was supposed to be a groomsman. Fast forward to 2021, my wife and I are planning our actual wedding and we can't get in touch with them. And it was the same for our baby shower. I am obviously extremely upset about this. What should I do? Should I just let, let it go and get back in touch with them? Or should I just continue to not speak to them until they decide to get in touch and apologize? This entire situation has made me feel like I never really mattered to many of them. And I personally would never treat a family member like that. Thank you in advance, James. Wow. Yeah. James, that sucks yeah. on many levels. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I do want to be clear, though. He said they eloped. Yeah. Which really means you run away by yourself. Yeah, the elope one. So that's a little weird. Unless yeah. it was like, I mean, he maybe says eloped in the way that it's like, we're just going to do it. Come with us, family. That's yeah. kind of what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, you get and 10, 15 people. It's not often that you get like stood up at the altar by a <laughs> groomsman. <laughs> The bride and groom are exactly. fine, but they're like, there's no ring bearer. We can't go on. Right. Um, but so, yeah, this sounds very strange and weird. Yeah. And what I would say most of all is, you know, you say you've reached out to them and they have, you know, I don't know if that's been a, hey, give me a call back or whatever. Right. But what I would do is send a detailed, not what the fuck is your problem. Yeah. Send a detailed account of yeah. what's going on and yeah. how it's making you feel. Because if they never want to talk to you again, at least you'll put this out. Yeah. And if it's an email, I mean, weirdest case scenario, they all had to go into the witness protection program. <laughs> So that, I mean, that could be like a load off your mind. Right, Maybe true. they're all just like the Smiths from Indiana. <laughs> but barring that very, very slim chance, right. um, you just got to reach out and say what you have to say from your side. And to really just put out there, you know, is there something I've done that's yeah. caused this? Because I'm really surprised at this. You know, I had a you know, wedding and a baby shower yeah. and all of this stuff. So it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And to put that out there fully mm -hmm. is what I think will make the difference between a getting a response right. or if not getting a response, 
you feeling like you've done all you can. Right. And just saying, here's what it is. And I would even say, you know, if there's email, if there's, you know, you could write a real live letter and put a stamp on it. Sure. And if it comes back, you'll know that they are in the witness protection program. (laughs) But that's, that's really hard. And I wonder, you know, you know, your your wife, uh, she sounds lovely. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I don't know anything about any of these people. She's like, we only killed two of their dogs and now they're not calling us back. How dare they? That's unreasonable. They had three. <laughs> we left them one. But yeah, it's important for you to put out the whole vibe. Yeah. And not just say you know, are you never going to call me back or not just say, Hey, what's up? Like fishing for just a, you know, a response. Yeah. Because at this point after a wedding and a baby shower and uh, more, it's a bigger issue than, Oh, they're busy. They can't get back to me. And if you get an answer, if you get an answer and you need more advice, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Give we'll, us a call we'll, back. We'll help you through that section but too. But for for as it stands, for as it stands now <laughs> in my beautiful sentence structure, <laughs> put down your side of things and how you're feeling yeah. and ask what's going on. Try not to be accusatory. Try not to be sound too angry. Yeah. It'd be better if you sounded hurt instead of angry. <laughs> sound really hurt (laughs) um and put that out there and just then it's it's on them yeah you still have to deal with the feelings and all of that awfulness the Mm -hmm. pit of the stomach that i can tell this is causing you right but there will be nothing left for you to do yeah so that's my advice that's good advice all right james hopefully that helps and uh like LB said, if you uh, if you do send them that letter and they uh, write you back, write us. Let yes. us know. Tell us how it goes. We'll help you through that step, too. <laughs> Hi, this is Christina. My cousin killed two of my dogs, <laughs> and now he's wondering why I don't want to kiss him. Hello. <laughs> well, hopefully that'll help. Um, let's move on. Uh, we're actually I'm very excited. Going to do one of our favorite rotating segments of the week. This is everyone's favorite, I think. It is Top 10 and a Half. And now, ladies and gentlemen, LB and Clutch Top 10 and a Half. Okay, so we are going to try to get through this quickly, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> so we are just going to... Uh, Go we'll, for this. We'll try our best. Clark and I did for this one tell each. We like to surprise each other with yeah. our lists. Yeah. But for this one, it was like, we're definitely going to have some of the same. Yeah. We repeated each other for about half of our yes. list. So, <laughs> so we know what's coming, but we don't have each other's, you know, explanations right. yet. Yeah, exactly. So like, you how wanna, can you defend? Do you want to start or do you want I me to start? I will start right. with the very first thing I wrote down quickly, which okay. you also had was a movie called The Ref. Yay! It stars Dennis Leary and Judy Davis. Yes. Oh, and, and, and the wonderful uh, Chatsworth High alumni who can, went to our same high school as us. Uh, the amazingly talented uh, Mr. Kevin Spacey. Well, I mean, in 
all fairness, Clark. I know we can say all of that. And remember when I said we were going to keep this brief? Yeah, I know, I know. Um, he is very talented. He's a great actor. Yeah. He's a, not a good person. Not a good person. And so I don't know why I'm like defending him. <laughs> I don't know either. Because, no, because he's great in this movie. He is, yeah. This and, movie I mean, is Glynis so John is in it. Fun. Christine Baranski. It is a great, great movie yeah. where you are absolutely in love with the quote unquote bad guy. Yeah, exactly. It's just really, really great. And yeah. he, he plays. Um, uh, a hood, a hoodwink, a hoodlum. Uh, Dennis Leary. Yeah, Dennis Leary plays uh, a thief. A thief, like a robber your house kind of guy. Yeah, who just robbed someplace. He just robbed someplace, and everyone's looking for him. The cops are looking for him, so he kind of takes this family hostage. And it's like, oh fuck, this family is obnoxious yeah. in so many ways. Yeah. Anyway, it's a great movie. Watch the rest. Oh, it's so good. Um, all right, my first one that I'm gonna go for. Uh, is a more modern movie, but there's just something to it, and it's Elf. Elf! I love Will Ferrell. I love Bob Newhart. Yes. There's so many great actors in this movie. Um, but there's also something I, I really do, as I'm getting older, I feel like I am loving uh, movies where the character is just inherently happy. Yeah. Where he's just a happy guy and things happen to him and he tries to figure out a way to do it. And there's just something to that that I really, really love. And uh, Ed Asner will forever be Santa Claus in my mind. Yes, Because Ed great. Asner is amazing. And Elf is wonderfulness. Yeah. All right. My second one is Love Actually. Oh, yeah. And you could, and I like Love Actually for a different reason, or I think I appreciate it for a different reason. Okay. Because it is honestly just every cliche put together, <laughs> yes. but they did it on purpose. Like yeah. that's the point of yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, we've seen this before. It's like, you've seen it all before. Right. And that's the point. Yeah. And it's fun and it's full of love and heartbreak and all this kind of stuff. And it's wonderful and has music. But then at the heart of it, you have Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson, <laughs> yes. which makes it like a super real movie. Yeah. But I just love that. It's like, is there a mad rush to the airport for love? Of course there is. Yep. Is there, you know, the guy from uh, Walking Dead? Walking Dead. Yeah, holding up cue cards. Holding up the cue cards because he's in love with his best friend. Oh, yes, there is. There's every <laughs> single cliche, hokey, <laughs> hacky thing on purpose yeah. and well done. So Yay. love actually. I love that. That's a good one. Um, all right. My next one is an 80s classic. Uh, and again, I'll, you know, a good half of my list here is I would have to argue with people that they are Christmas movies. Okay. But, you know, um, no, my number two is Gremlins. Oh. Gremlins is just such a fun movie. They're so adorable and disgusting and awesome. And I can't wait to show my son. Yes. I, you can't wait to show your son, son Gremlins? Yeah. I will say this. Yeah. Because everyone our age like loves Gremlins. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. I had never seen it. And oh. then a group of my friends were doing a movie night over Zoom. Okay. And I was like, I've never seen Gremlins. They're like, what? And wow. a lot of people hadn't. There's a lot of younger people. Okay. And so we watched it and it was like 
this is awful. Oh, no. I mean, awful in like the hokiest, weirdest way. Yeah. So I could really understand why people loved it. Yeah. But at the same time, not having that nostalgia behind it. Right. It didn't like hold. I was really surprised at what it, because I know, of course, like, you know, the gremlin. Sure, sure. The, what's his name? A gizmo. A gizmo. Exactly. Yeah. And I was just like, like immediately I'm like, this guy is not good at this having this gremlin <laughs> yeah, like in seriously. one second he's given him a bath right. and taken a flash photograph and given him a turkey leg right. at 1201 a.m right. but so it's i can appreciate it but it's weird that i didn't see it until i was in my 40s that's amazing yes uh which begs the question have you watched gremlins 2 no oh my god you need to watch gremlins 2 it is Bonkers ape shit. Oh. If you think Gremlins 1 is weird, bonk, uh, Gremlins 2 quadruples it. Okay. They go to the rafters on this one. Okay. Wow. It's crazy. on my list. All right. Gremlins 2. Go for it. Your number. My number three, which yes. is our number six. Yes. Is no, five. Uh, Home Alone. Oh, I love Home Alone. Home Alone is really fun. Yeah. It is, you know, it's all the classic stuff. And you know what? I, you know, I feel like, say what you will about the traps and the funniness yes. and the, all that stuff. There is something so Christmassy, something so heartwarming about the moral of the story being like, you just, you you should be with your family yeah. and, and love the family that you have. And, and then half of it, yeah, is the slapstick stuff. But then you also get the other, you know, story of Catherine O'Hara and yeah. family trying to get back. And then it's a trains, planes and automobiles yeah. kind of a vibe. And exactly. even John, even with John in Candy. there. But that's the other thing. I love how... Sweet it is that, uh, you know, of course, these are all characters in a movie. Yes. But there's something so sweet about a guy that was going to be traveling uh, across the country in yeah. a van, seeing a woman that's desperate to get back to her kid and being like, well, just hop in. Yep. Just join us. And then the end when the mom gets home, Catherine O'Hara, and yeah. she's like, Kevin, and he stopped. Like, that moment always oh, gets me. It's so touching. Home Alone. All right. Home Alone. Good one. Good one. Uh, okay. My third, I'm going back. I'm going back far. We needed at least one classic on this list. Yes. And there is one classic that always gets me. Uh, you know, a lot of people love It's a Wonderful Life. It's yes. a Wonderful Life is a good movie, but I would argue it's not really a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. It's more of a suicide threat movie. It is movie. more of a suicide threatening movie. Um, my movie that I picked is Miracle on 34th Street. Of course. I love Miracle on 34th Street. I love Maureen O'Hara. Mm -hmm. She is so powerful. I loved her in all the movies she did. She was so great. Um, is and, she Catherine O'Hara's mom? Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, there's just something that's so pure and magical about this story about yeah. a guy that honestly believes he's Santa. And everyone by the end of the movie believes him too. And yeah. that's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie is not to for you as the audience member to determine, is this really Santa <laughs> Claus or not? To determine if he's of sound mind yeah, or not. Yeah, exactly. We're just supposed to kind of just give up on that and at certain point just go, oh, isn't it amazing how many people 
believe this man yeah. and, and go with it. So And that has one of those moments that has been parodied oh my so God. much that scene where they bring in all the mailbags mail for Santa into the courtroom. Yeah. And that's I've seen more of those than I've seen of the, of movie, the movie Miracle on 34th I'm sure. Street. It's everywhere. So if that you watch scene. that, you'll be like, oh, that's what that's from? This is where it came from. And uh I don't think it's the judge. I think it's the judge's assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred Mertz oh, from I Love Lucy. Nice. Just throwing that out there because I know it. Anyway. Okay. My uh, fourth one is Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. The Muppets are the Muppets. We need to say no more, <laughs> especially if you've been listening. I just showed Lex that for the first time. We watched it last week. Oh, excellent. It was amazing. He loved it. Oh, it's so good. And it's, I don't know if this was the one where... I was really impressed how they attributed the characters, how which character, which Muppets yeah. played which characters within yeah, a Christmas yeah. Carol yeah. and how fun it was and how every, the, every new person playing a new new person, new Muppet, <laughs> yeah. it was like, oh my God, that's perfect. Yeah. You know, plus it's a Christmas Carol. Well, and what a genius move to make Gonzo Charles Dickens. Yes. So that he's narrating the story with Rizzo. You get a little comedy there. Yes. But you also push along the story with uh, Gonzo through the whole yeah. movie. It's really Brilliant great. choice. I love that. Okay, yours? All right, Next I'm moving one? on. Next one. Uh, I am going to go with Scrooged. Ah. Bill Murray, classic. Is it 90s or 80s? I can't remember. I think it might be late 80s. Late 80s. Scrooge, it's, you know, again, uh, talking about A Christmas Carol, it's pretty much the same story. Exactly. Uh, just with less Muppets. And uh, <laughs> there still are some. There's still a couple of Muppets in there. I don't think they're there. Muppets. Yeah, that's true. I don't true. think they're from the Henson, <laughs> the Henson Corporation. Yeah. But that movie is just so amazing. And then the ghosts, all of the uh, ghosts are so great. Yes. I love what's his name? The taxi driver yeah. that was, uh, isn't that the guy Buster Poindexter? Wasn't uh, that the I, hot, hot, hot guy? Oh, it might be. I, I don't know off is. the top of my head. I think it's Buster Poindexter. Yeah. But anyway, Scrooged is so good and it's a perfect Christmas movie. So if you're looking for one. Absolutely. And just so y'all know, dear listeners, the ref and Scrooge were the two that Clark and I both chose. Oh yeah. We and then we had that. to like get Scramble. some other ones. <laughs> So my last one is Bad Santa. Oh, yeah. Bad Santa is so great, dark, funny, sad, (laughs) all of this stuff. And I just love it. And and it's, you know, talk about an anti-hero. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the perfect example of an anti-hero. absolutely. And uh, will he be redeemed at the end? You don't know. But I think all the, whenever we're talking about sandwiches, I go, what's with you and the fucking sandwiches? Which is like my favorite line. Right. And it has the same thing kind of as Elf with the character that's just optimistic. Yeah, exactly. Not not bad Santa. It's another character in there. Anyway, watch it. It's pretty raunchy. It is not the one to put on like with the family. Yeah, exactly. It's rated R. Or Ref. I'm going to throw, let's throw that out too. Ref is not a big family movie. That's the you and your partner. Exactly. You you and your friends. Yes. Um, All right. I love that. Um, Okay. My last uh, full choice here uh, is a controversial one and I'm going to throw it in here because, you know, it literally is my favorite Christmas movie. Okay. And it's Die Hard. Yes. It is Die Hard. And yes, there are arguments of 
every sort out there trying Half to say of Twitter disagrees. I know, but let's talk about Die Hard for just a second. Okay. The movie has at least five Christmas carols in it. Okay. Constantly playing Christmas carols through the whole movie. All right. The whole plot centers around a guy going to a Christmas party. Correct. An office Christmas party. And I don't know how many offices everyone out there has worked in, but there are not a lot of times during the year where the entire office stays in the office to party. Yes. And really the only thing that, that I can think of that that always happens on is Christmas. So that is an essential part yes. of why the movie is happening is it because is there Christmas. is a Christmas party happening. And I'm going to throw this out there. There are jingle bells playing through the whole movie. There's chick, 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 chick. And the whole, it's like, <laughs> all the movie, he pulls out the gun. Dun, 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 dun. He's, you know, doing everything. There's jingle bells playing through everything. Okay. And presents and trees. There are presents, presents and, and trees. trees in the movie. It's a Christmas movie. Well, nobody disputes that it happens at Christmas. Sure. So I don't know what, it's just not, nobody learns a lesson. And nobody, <laughs> I mean, he does he know does family. He does learn a lesson, yeah. yes. So I will say that I fucking love Die Hard. Oh my just God. because of the awesomeness and what a great goddamn movie it is. Yeah. And I have zero dog in the fight right. of whether it's Christmas or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I accept yours. Thank you. I agree. Thank and you. And Die Hard's just an awesome movie and anyway. I'm sorry, any movie with Alan Rickman and in it. Alan, ooh, Alan Rickman figures twice. Yeah, come on. Two Alan Rickman movies in one list. Yes. All right, so let's move on to our half. Okay. We've got our 10, but it's time for our half. And our half, I thought this was a really fun idea. Our half is a movie. But it's not really a movie. It's is a TV it? show. Uh-oh. It's an episode of a TV show. Which one? It is an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. MST3K? Which means it's technically a movie. It is it's a movie. It's both. Well, it is a movie, but it's not like we'd like to watch it on its own. Right. We, we wouldn't like watch it. this movie separately. But and it is. Our movie that has our half is Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Such a weird fucking trip. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is the weirdest fucking movie. I'm sure a majority of the people out there listening have no clue what this movie is. <laughs> it is. It was made in the 60s, I yes. think. Maybe late 50s, but it's color. So yeah. uh, it's all about Martians who realize that their kids no longer have joy. Their kids are bland, boring, emotionless lumps yes. and they don't know what to do with it. And they go to their wise old Martian elder and he's like, you must get a Santa Claus. And then he goes, oh, the Santa will bring joy to our children. Yeah. So if that doesn't sound scary enough for a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. So then the Martians come and they kidnap Santa and bring him to Mars. Yeah. It's just Bad shit bonkers. It's nuts. And we get the MST guys in there making all the jokes that need to be oh, made to avoid so great. to avoid nightmares. Yeah. Oh, so, and oh. if you have, uh, it, uh, you know, this is hard to find the the Mystery Science Theater version, but there's also the guys from Mystery Science Theater did it again. Oh. They did a new show after Mystery Science Theater was done called Cinematic Titanic. Yeah. And in Cinematic Titanic, one of the movies that they did is they redid Santa Claus conquers oh, the Martian. Dear. I want to see is that. so good. It is. All MST3K is good. This one happens to be bonkers beyond belief. Yes. I, that is perfect way to 
phrase it. Um, all right, those were our top ten and a half holiday movies. I hope you guys had fun. Uh, jingle, let's, jingle. Let's move on to our final question of the day. Okay. And I'm excited because our final question of the day is a phone call. Oh. And this phone call is from A. He just wants to be called A. A. Here okay. we go. Hey, Lori Beth. Um, just wanted to say I love your show. I love listening to it, all that fun stuff. Um, let's just say my name is A. I live in Orlando, Florida. Just recently, uh, well, just today, got broken up with from a guy. Uh, we were seeing each other for about a month. Uh, I guess my question would be, like, how do you, just how do you get over somebody? Because, you know, kind of where our relationship started it was before the holidays he works at disney so you know they're super busy you know and we were both kind of people who met you know serendipitously i guess you'd say but um everything was wonderful everything was you know great and you know i had a little bit of insecurities in the beginning because when he was super busy just kind of my own previous experience with guys you know treating me like kind of just like I'm not there basically you know they go from talking to you and doing all this stuff to like just non-existent so I had previous experience which I guess carried over and you know he reassured me that we were fine and everything and that was great and then you know we were supposed to hang out again a couple times and mind you every time we've hung out it's always been like weeks at a time um due to his schedule it was always something you know and I've had gut feelings before but anyway long story long I uh, um, was talking to him yesterday and I just felt kind of shitty and you know I guess he lost his temper I guess he lost his kind of like his cool and um, you know this morning just kind of it's like you know what I'm done um, and kind of broke up like I don't know like I was somebody who was bombarding him every 10 seconds but which was which I wasn't at all you know there were just times where I you know I would miss him and so I would say that and you know we dropped the L word everything and I need to know how to just move forward because every time that I try to you know be okay with it I'm reminded of something I really do feel like I'm somebody who's not lovable because it's always been like similar situations like this but I don't know I'm just trying not to feel those feelings it's really I don't know it's it's hard not to feel worthless but um yeah I don't know I don't know if there's a question explanation whatever I apologize I'll talk to you um, bye hey I am sorry you are feeling so poorly yeah I am sorry in advance that my uh, advice or take on the situation will not be the big hug you might be expecting. Because <laughs> there's a lot in there that jumped out at me. Mm. Um, how do you get over someone? You were in love. There was, you know, weeks between when you could see each other. You were dating a month. Yeah. You were dating one month. Yeah. I'm going out on a limb. I'm going to say you were not in love. I'm yeah. going to say that there was not time for that. And I'm going to say that what I relate to most is sabotaging myself yeah. and having a self-fulfilling prophecy Yeah. that based on all of my 
past experiences, I am unlovable and I will not have anyone. And that will be true as long as I keep repeating the same patterns. Yes. I keep repeating the same patterns in relationships. Yes. It is, um, you know, what I've done in the past and what I hopefully not, but probably will do in the future <laughs> no, hopefully not. is go into something and desperately want it to be what I want it to be. Right. Let it, I want this to be what the last relationship wasn't. Right. I want it to be Ugh. love and romance and all of this. And I'm pushing this scenario that doesn't, it hasn't even have had time yeah. to begin to exist, to figure it out, you know? Mm-hmm. Figure it out. <laughs> uh, the phrases all that and the phrases figure, figure it, it out, out come up all Every- the time. <laughs> I know, and it's always like, like, oh, wink. <laughs> I'm not saying it because of that. But A, you are going into things I mean, like, like I do, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm speaking to you so directly because (laughs) I need to hear it myself. Yeah. Yeah. It is, you know, easy to say, oh, this didn't work out and I'm unlovable and I understand that feeling, but I have to look at my own behavior and say, this keeps happening. Right. Why? Right. And an easy answer that doesn't take any work on my part is I guess I'm just unlovable and right. I'll never have happiness. Right. But the truth is I can look and say in past relationships, was I really honest with right. who the other person was, how long we had been together, what my expectations were as opposed to what could reasonably be acceptable for a new relationship? Just right. getting to know somebody. Right. You know, it takes time. And a month is not enough time to say we're in love. I mean, back if it was an arranged marriage, right. get to it. <laughs> right, 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 but right. But just to, you know, say that this was this you know, how do I get over this relationship? That's not what you need to get over. There yeah. was no relationship. Right. I, I, you and I need to look at, perhaps in a group therapy session, <laughs> what we're after and why. Because yeah. it sounds like you are sabotaging yourself and not starting realistically with, I'm meeting a new person. Let's see if we get along. Right. Let's see if we like the same, you know, dinner. Let's see, you know, what we do when there's nothing to do one day. Yeah. And that's difficult with people's work and this and that. And that's why a month is not enough time to be this deep into these feelings. These feelings have to do with your previous relationships which might have been the same pattern right right they have to do with you know your growing up and your formative years and why you're seeking what you're seeking so vehemently that yeah. you want a month-long relationship to have been this this magical thing and you were in love and now that it's over, what am I going to do? You know, what are we after doing that? Where is that coming from? Right. And figuring that out is what will be able to change the pattern. This was the time to get to know each other and to just 
see how things go. Yeah. And I know from, you know, it's the equivalent of, I mean, it's the same, but it's that, you know, hokey thing of on a first date, a girl's like, so what I want for my wedding is, and and it's like, okay, well, I thought I might get laid and then see if I liked you tomorrow, (laughs) but now you're crazy yeah, and you're definitely someone I don't want to see again. Exactly. So it's unfair. Yeah. To another, well, it's unfair to them. They can just say, okay, I'm stepping away from this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you are sabotaging yourself. Yes. By rushing past the first seven months of what should be the beginnings of a relationship. Right. You wanted to go from zero to married in two dates. Yeah. And that's that's how you get into a shitty marriage that you regret. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's how you get divorced. And so, uh, again, I apologize for not wrapping a warm blanket around you, A, and saying, how dare he? You yeah. sound wonderful. And I'm not going to even take that, I don't I don't feel lovable. It's yeah. like, no, that's the thing I say to avoid having to do any of the work on my yeah. own and look at it. So yeah. I will say to you, A, you, I always feel like I'm going to enumerate something, <laughs> A. Um, a, I would look into perhaps finding a counselor or a therapist yeah. to... Look at yourself and where you're at and yeah. what you're longing for and what you're pushing for. And your expectations for a, from a relationship. Yeah. And figure yourself out because if you and I just keep going in, pushing, trying to make something that's not there into what we want it to be, we end up alone and then it's easy to go, well, nothing's ever going to work for me. Right. I've spent tons of times saying that. I spent tons of time with my therapist saying yeah. like, just sick of nothing amounting to anything. And she's like, okay, we're here again. Let's look at what the fuck. Yeah. You know, she doesn't say what the fuck. But <laughs> she's like, look, bitch, I'll cut you. And then she kicks you. Yeah. She hasn't been able to kick me since COVID. <laughs> It's been the one good thing. Cyber kicking. Yeah. Can you imagine your, your there? It's like therapy slash fight club. <laughs> Not helpful. This isn't about this guy or the relationship or being in love. Yeah. It's not about any of that. Yep. It's about what's up with you and what you're looking for and why you're so desperate for it that you are going about it in this way that isn't going to work. But I will say, I'll say one nice thing. Okay. Well, no, because you are not unlovable. No. You are uh, probably pretty good looking if you've had all these relationships. True. You know, the beginnings of relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, you live in Orlando, which I love. Sure. So these are really bad things. No, 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 hey, man. No, but it's like, you know, I I don't want to leave you here going, you know, you really opened up and said all these things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm kind of kicking some tough love at you. Absolutely. So just know that everything I say is with love and what, unfortunately for me, 100% understanding. Yeah. A good luck, baby. I hope you, uh, you figure out what you need to figure out. Um, but that's it. That was the last question for today. Okay. We are done for this episode. I am very excited. This was a, a fun one. 
Uh, I'm glad that you're back home. I I'm am glad to. Glad to be recording. Uh, if you guys out there listening, if you have a question or a decision that's weighing heavily on you, please send it to us and let LB ease your burden. Send us your problems at AskGloryBeth.com. Go follow us on all the socials at AskGloryBeth or just leave a message with your voice at 1-855-336-2374. That's 1-855-DENBERG or one 855 Denver. And you can find me at LB Denberg on Instagram, at Lori Beth Denberg on Twitter, mm-hmm. and at the Lori Beth Denberg fan page <laughs> on Facebook. No, I stumbled because somebody has started a campaign tweeting oh. at Lauren Bouchard that I should be on Bob's Burgers. Oh, you should be on Bob's Burgers. Hashtag Lori Beth Denberger. <laughs> oh my God, yes. So my fans are awesome. So that's what was going through my head, wow. which is why I stumbled. But, um, and I'm enjoying... These Christmas cameos uh, oh, videos yeah. for loved ones saying Merry Christmas, Happy Thanksgiving. I got a bunch. Like, if you want a personalized video from me to a loved one, you can book me for that at cameo.com slash Lori Beth. Alright, we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you, babes. Happy holidays! Bad Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question in there. Thanks for listening. <laughs> it's our Christmas episode. <laughs>